0: That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. And is it is it Telcott? Telcott?
1: Telcott, you got the Talcott. got it right the first time. All
0: right. Lisa Telcott is an employee benefit sales executive with Assured Partners of Minnesota. And now finally, a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Lisa.
1: Thank you, George. Glad to be here.
0: Yes, this is George Grumbacher, and it is time to go. Lisa, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, so I have three kids. I've lived in Minnesota for six years prior to that. I lived in Colorado for 12 years, and uh, I'm really excited to be in this space to help people improve their lives, and uh, it's constantly evolving and changing, which makes it uh, constantly interesting. And I have a very curious mind. So it works out well. I'm in a good place.
0: That is a good fit right there. I think that if you're not in a space where you can be intellectually curious and working to solve problems, that's probably not not a very happy place. So I appreciate that. Well, tell us a little bit about... Um, about what it is that, 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 that gets you most excited or maybe maybe talk about the, the, some of those main challenges that, that you're trying to solve.
1: Well, first and foremost, I think what's really key with this work is that it's personal. People are at the heart of a business and so offering best-in-class benefits to employees is one of the most effective ways you can show you care about their well-being and appreciate their contributions which ultimately are what make the business successful so whether the employee gets their benefits and uses them optimally well that's kind of a whole separate deal
0: That is the truth right there. First things first, you need to make sure that you are putting people in the right position to be successful, right? And so therefore, offering, as you said, best in class benefits is a great starting point. So now that being said, how how does one know if they're offering best in class benefits?
1: Well, actually, that's that's what I thought would be good to talk about today. The single biggest factor that drives the effectiveness of managing all the dynamics uh, of, of these rising health care costs and um, trying to maintain the costs and attract top talent and, and offer best-in-class benefits is increasing The employee benefits perception so not what the benefits are but what the employees think the benefits are based on the education and communication provided so in other words how the employee benefits are perceived is actually more important than what they are
0: okay that's fair enough I don't doubt that for a second why is that
1: so the the better healthcare consumers are equipped to make better decisions that impact their claims, their utilization. Um, the the better results uh, from a business perspective, the the owner is going to be able to see the renewal increases or decreases as a direct result of that. And you know we read in the news every day. That the healthcare costs are continuing to rise with no end in sight. So employers are in a real tug of war between controlling costs and becoming an employer of choice. We've got the you know 50-year low of unemployment around 3.5%. Wages are steady at about 3 and percent growth, but employee satisfaction is low at only 51%. So employers have had to cost share with employees. Yet the employees depend on employers for better, more affordable benefits than they could get on the individual market. But then you have all these dynamics within the collection, the demographics of the employees. A third of employees are living paycheck to paycheck. 50% of employees say in a recent survey that they would face financial hardship without workplace benefits. In the last decade, medical costs for families are up 67% compared to wages having increased just 26%. Mm. But then on the other hand, you've got one in five employees get an F in understanding their benefits and the average grade is a C. So you have all these conundrums you know, kind of built in here that's kind of counterintuitive. 70% of employees strongly agree I am more likely to be loyal to a company that offers me employee benefits that are personalized to my needs. Yet 70% of consumers don't know what to choose. So they simply check a box, passively electing a health plan they had the previous year and just what they were most familiar with.
0: Got it. Okay. So when you say that It's not even, like the biggest factor is not just that you're offering awesome benefits, it's that your employees, it's not just that they think that they're good, but maybe that they're actually engaged in it and they say, you know what, I'm working for a great company that's offering me great benefits and maybe because of that and be because I feel that way, and because of the work that they're doing to position me for success and educate me, therefore, I'm going to be a more engaged, effective user of set benefits.
1: yeah, that's that's part of it. there's There's just engagement on the most general level. But then, like a few examples, Um, You know, if, if the employees are actually educated and are provided the resources to help them make the informed decisions, they have a much greater chance to understand the value of their options. And if they understand their options, then they're going to be better utilizers of their benefits in the healthcare system. So for example, are they utilizing telemedicine services? Is there a telemedicine option that will save time and money versus an expensive ER visit or missing work for an appointment at a clinic? Uh, you know, 70% of acute illnesses can be diagnosed over the phone and provided a prescription. That's pretty efficient in the modern workplace.
0: That is a pretty pretty wild number right there. But, we, and just I, I I have no idea what. What the take-up rate or the usage on telemedicine is is that is are people actually using it is it increasing exponentially is it still just sitting there and nobody's using it
1: well it's definitely what carriers um, at least in in the minnesota market for sure um but you know we have several national carriers right here in our backyard but that's definitely a direction that they are all headed like how can we meet patients consumers, employees, where they are. So if they can talk to a doctor over the phone and get a prescription from the comfort of their living room or, um, you know, as they're juggling their, their work life demands versus going and sitting and waiting to get an appointment or sitting in the clinic for an hour or what have you you know, why Why wouldn't we move in that direction? But in addition to what the carriers offer, there are other services and vendors in the marketplace that are providing excellent access to these services in a meaningful way. And so it's all about that engagement. And so, you know, there's lots of choices on the market. I, I won't focus on any one, but telemedicine is, in general is definitely um, on that innovative edge.
0: And it certainly seems like, like that would be a, a pretty popular thing being that it seems like so many of us can't be bothered to get off of our butts and get off the couch to go through the drive through even these days. <laughs> so why wouldn't I be able to, uh, or why wouldn't I want to actually communicate? And instead of actually make going into the doctor or going to actually, uh, whatever. Uh, I could just get a prescription filled and maybe even have that eventually delivered, also. Yeah. But, but Lisa, that's perhaps part of the problem as well with with our whole healthcare system is that people are not getting off their couch too. Anyway, I don't need to make. A well,
1: decision. that's. <laughs> yes, that's uh, being proactive with the wellness is uh, a good. You know, it is part of the communications with enhanced employee benefits options as well. Lots of wellness programs out there. They're vastly underutilized. Right. So that's another thing carriers are looking at is ways to, again, meet people where they are, try to reach those people that um, instead of instead of reaching out. Get those hard-to-reach individuals that actually need the help engaged in a place that makes sense to them. Because not everybody is going to be a go-getter and and go seek out all of the resources that are provided. Some of them are just going to sit back and go like, just you know, keep me on a need-to-know basis. So, um, you know, that that's something that that is is something that you can move the needle on as an employer and as an employee. Um, another one that's a good example, George, is are the employees being provided benefit statements? So this is a personalized employee document that shows the costs of their coverages, their paid time off, their 401k match, etc., in addition to their taxable wages. So if you can get a visual in front of your employees, a pie chart of the total value of their compensation, because most employees, you know, at the end of the day, they look at what comes out of their paycheck, what goes into their bank account, and they shrug their shoulders and move on, right? But when you look at that compensation statement, it might be, you know, another 30 or 50, or even 70% value on top of their take-home pay and and the more they realize that they start to feel like oh geez I am getting a pretty good deal here um, because of all of the investment my employer's making on my behalf in the benefits coverages I better make use of those
0: yeah I think that that definitely makes a lot of sense and just giving people reminders about that so that they are at least at the very least, thinking about their benefits more than just that one time a year when they enroll for them, I think that that makes exactly. a lot of sense in terms of you know it's i I've been thinking a lot about lately um sort of a classic bell curve when it comes to to impacting employees with fifteen percent. On, on on one end are going to be super engaged and you're probably not going to need to remind them to, to, to do anything. They're probably going to be well-educated and enroll and be fit and eating right and all that good stuff. And then on the back end, there's going to be maybe 15% that are just... They're they're gonna miss the deadlines and the HR folks are gonna have to hammer them to to get them to complete their benefits and so you're probably not going to reach them, but that the real opportunity or rather a huge opportunity lies in that seventy percent of of the population of of any kind of a group where you can really move the needle. Um, what are your thoughts on that in in regard to some of the things we've been talking about? <laughs>
1: well i i think the key is being proactive throughout the year and it's kind of retraining the communications so um you know for the employers don't wait for your renewal to get started planning your benefits program Mm -hmm. there might be some some low-hanging fruit there maybe you can think more holistically about you know, not just the numbers uh, as far as the costs, but what are we trying to do here? Where would we like to move the needle and what could a communication strategy be? Maybe it's um, an enrollment service that comes in and does one-on-one counseling, or um, maybe it's a series of email communications that remind them, okay, open enrollment is coming up, You know, here's what to look for. Start planning, go take a look. To give people a little bit of heads up, like, you know, give your spouse a heads up. You guys are gonna maybe need to have some conversations about what's the best fit for your household. So there are a lot of different ways to reach. Um, You know, you can do videos, uh, informational videos that people can watch on demand to help walk them through um, their choices and so it just depends on what's best for each individual group and and their culture you know maybe it's a remote workforce and everybody does you know how do they communicate with the remote force uh remote workforce employees or uh, maybe they have multiple locations we've done uh, video open enrollment meetings that people can go back and watch on demand so it's just about you know, coming up with ways to be flexible to try to meet people where they are.
0: And this is something that, that that if a company company executives have demands on their time and their attention and when you start talking about, well, here's what we're going to do, we're going to put all these programs in place, I think, I think it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But just doing, taking small bites out of it and... And like I guess I shouldn't try to answer my own question. How do you how, how do you deal with, with companies like that? And they say, you know, Lisa, this all sounds good, but that's a little bit overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it's definitely helpful to take a strategic view so that you can layer on the programs and and the different approaches and test it and see how it's going little by little. So, you know, also when you're putting the benefits, you know, part of when I'm getting back to planning ahead and being proactive, you know, get out of that mindset of a 12 year cycle. You know, you don't look at your if you're always thinking like, oh, I'm going to look at my coverages every 12 months and that's the only time you're thinking about it. Well, then, you, you know, you're short circuiting your own thinking But if you step back and you say, well, what are my health, even on a personal level or on a business level? Like, okay, on a business level, you know, what's our one-year growth trajectory? What's our three-year, what's our five-year, what's our 10-year plan? And that's where you get into the, you know, the more cultural and, and strategic filters around like, well, who are we as a business? Who are we going to be? Who are we trying to become? And how does that, how are the benefits we're offering and the way we communicate those reflecting our core values that we're always living out those core values. So it can, you know, if, if you start at the core of the, the strategic initiative, well, not initiative, but the strategic outlook, then that's where it can suddenly like everything is integrated. It's not, you're not adding on things. You're not maxing out your capacity. You're just making better use of your messaging to your employees.
0: Got it. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And it's, uh, oftentimes the, uh, it's like occam's razor right the 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 most obvious answer is is the correct one, and knowing that you are doing everything with your company's core values in mind with not necessarily even where we are today but where do we want to be in the future who is it that that we want to become and that will inform all the decisions you make I think that makes that 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 makes a lot of sense so well Lisa savage nation is ready for your difference making tip. what do you have for them? <laughs>
1: So my difference-making tip is to fund your HSA, your health savings account, as soon as possible. Think of it like a medical 401k that allows you to accumulate equity towards your future healthcare needs, which are continuing to increase. Instead of thinking about benefits in the 12-month increments, like we said, start thinking long-range from a health-centric standpoint and employer contributions to HSAs are a business write off lower payroll tax and encourage skin in the game to foster a more active role in healthcare choices and spending by employees so every decision impacts ROI contribute to that HSA and help yourself help your future self your future self will thank you
0: <laughs> that is great stuff that definitely gets it. come on come on and yes, your future self will thank you. You might not care about that person today, but when you meet that person, you certainly will. So, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: I am on LinkedIn at Lisa Telcott, and my email address is ltelcott at com.
0: Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lisa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on LinkedIn and also shoot her an email at LTalcott at APMinnesota.com. I'll list that in the notes of the show because not everybody knows how to spell Minnesota. They probably do. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again, Lisa.
1: Thanks, George. Take care.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!